Welcome back to Prep Sports Network's Coaches Show. I'm Brian Stanley. Joining me as always, head coach of your Mission Prep Royals, David Schuster. Coach, welcome back to the comfort chair. No longer the hot seat. You're doing pretty good. Uh, how's your week been? You know, it's been uh, it's been good. Um, thankful for for the team and, and the work that they're putting in. And um, you know, kind of frustrating with the with the desert game getting canceled, but. Um, you know, I think it's uh, the, the phrase we're using is onward and upward, and, and uh, there's always work to be done, and, and we're certainly finding it right now. So, uh, A phrase I like to use is life on life terms. You just got to roll with the punches. So uh, let's start out with um, we had some technical difficulties at the end of the game, preventing a post-game show. Um, so we want to finish up with that, announce our Mama Leah's pizzeria player of the game that was tyler garrett he had three touchdowns in that game and his final stats revealed after the game because we don't keep them in the booth uh he had over 100 yards his first 100 yard career game of his career and i uh just to let you know mama leah's pizzeria is a proud presenting sponsor of mission prep royals pizza or pizza player of the game and you can visit Mama Leah's Pizzeria online at mamaleahslow.com or give them a call at 805-439-1306. They're open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. So uh, we want to thank them for being that sponsor. And uh, congratulations to Tyler Garrett. He had a great game, Coach. His first 100-yard game. Uh, along with other players, uh, I, I just want to run down the list real quick. You know, Jack Susank had his third 100-yard game of the season. Uh, Colby White uh, partaked in uh, Tyler Garrett's success, throwing three touchdown passes, his a second game in a row doing that, and then Drew Harrigan averaging over 11 yards a carry uh, in just five touches uh, in that big win over – St. Francis for the uh, Bishop's Trophy coach. Yeah, it's uh, a lot a lot to be excited about, a lot to be proud of. Tyler Garrett played great. Um, you know, he's, he's really um, established himself as a huge weapon on the perimeter. Um, he's got great hands, huge frame. He's got great speed to go with that frame. Um, and he's kind of now another in this, this what's, starting to become a little bit of a line of, you know, uh, tall, very athletic kids who, who make things happen on the perimeter. And, uh, you know, so yeah, he, he played great football. Um, We felt there was a matchup uh, opportunity there for him and he really took it, really took advantage of it. Colby did a great job getting him the ball. Um, Colby had great command of the offense again, uh, Friday night. And, um, you know, like you said, number of other kids that, that we could we could go through. Jack Jack Susink is you know, he, he's he's dependable, he's reliable. You can always count that. You know, there's going to be certain things that nobody can really stop. He's just such a physical force to to deal with. Um, you know, I felt like Kobe's first touchdown was was awesome. You know, um, he read everything perfectly, delivered a strike over the middle. Tyler Garrett made it happen. Um, you know, JJ Howard, uh, had some, had some nice plays as well, um, on the perimeter, um, really felt defensively. Um, you know, there were a couple of things that we, we struggled with early in the game. They were very physical with us, which we, uh, appreciate, but I think kind of caught us off guard a little bit. 
um, and, and force the team to kind of rally up a little bit. Um, Isaac Townsend on the perimeter um, at defensive end, him and David Luera both did a, a great job kind of setting the edge um, and, uh, and keeping everything contained. I'm uh, really happy with Mario Luera, um, especially in the, in the second half. I felt like Mario really played very, very good football. Um, George Kardashian at safety really did uh, a, a number of plays that no one's ever really going to know because that literally will never be on the stat sheet, but he was in perfect position for a number of things and took throws away, uh, okay. throws that they were looking for, and George is in position to take those away. So, you know, there's there's a lot of young men uh, you know, up and down the list there that we're just very happy, very proud of, and, and felt like they uh, leveled up their football, especially in the second half. And, uh, you know, uh, felt like struggled struggled a lot in the first half, Second half, we kind of came out and, and played much better football. And, and overall, I think we got better, and so I'm happy about that. Well, Coach, you have a rare stat in your in your record book now. Your 3-0 start for twice in your career. 2018, you started 3-0 in 11-man football, playing in, with an eight-man squad playing up. And now you've done it again in 11-man football, but this time with an 11-man squad. So interesting the way you've done it. You've done 11-man squad with an eight-man squad and then 11-man squad. You know, you get what I'm saying here? I got you. No, it, it's unconventional, but I think that's just been the nature of this job since I got here is yeah. there's, nothing that, there's nothing about mission prep that has been conventional or normal, uh, which has made it very fun, uh, very exciting, and, uh, and certainly I think part of the – the, the great story that we have in this program and kind of where we're at. Um, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it, there's, there's a lot of little stats I'm finding out about here in the last couple of weeks. Um, people are, are walking up and going, did you know this? And, and uh, things that you don't really hear from other people or other programs. And I think it just kind of speaks to, you know, when I took over the program, just where we were at and, and the nature of what, you know, where we're at right now. So it's, um, it's cool. And uh, you know, not too many people other not, not too many other people have have stories like ours so well I, I think it just all fits into the this season's theme of uncommon so yeah. so let's let's just let's end that there and coach I want I want you to take your coach's hat off for a second set it aside and pick up your analyst hat and put it back on your head there and we're gonna trans transition over and look over into the mountain league a little bit and, and talk about the St Joseph Knights um Something going on over there with the Knights uh, football program. They're off to an 0-3 start, something we haven't seen from the Knights in 19 years. In 2002, they started 0-4 and finished that season 2-8. and uh, Now, the Knights this season, this is their schedule so far in that 0-3 start. Uh, Charter Oaks, 27-13 uh, loss. Charter Oaks now stands 2-2 two two on the year. Frontier, 35-33 loss. Frontier is now 2-1 and one on the year as of today. Centennial, a powerhouse that we all know about, a 17-15 loss, and Centennial's 4-0. Coach, is that something that we – that is this the Knights playing a really strong, tough schedule to be that powerhouse in the Mountain League that they normally have been? Uh, well, 
I haven't seen any film of St. Joe's, but I do know, you know, I'm originally from Southern section. I know, uh, you know Coach Vias and yours as well. Charter Oak is, um, I, I would say, to, to answer your question, I think they've scheduled, like, like, like Coach Pepe usually does, he's got an incredibly difficult schedule. And the scores you're reading off there, I mean, you're talking about one or two plays going a certain way, and suddenly you're, t- you're talking about a very different football game. Yeah. And Charter Oak, most people don't know, especially up here, Char- Charter Oak is a huge program. Um, they're, they are, they're dominant every year in their league. They're kind of right there with, you know, like Kaiser, um, you know, Vista Marietta, some of these other like major, major, there's a lot of population around that school, uh, kind of right in the you know, heart of SoCal. So taking on a team like Charter Oak, it, uh, pretty bold statement to begin with. Uh, and, and it's a game that I don't think most people understand or, or realize on the Central Coast, just what, what a big statement that really is, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and they're not losing by much, you know, it, 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 like 28-14 or whatever the score was. 27-13, yeah, two score yeah. yeah, so you're talking about, you know, it, it, a, a drop pass here and, 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 and something kind of goes wrong on another play and all of a sudden it's like, all right, now, now this is a different ball game. And I'll use us for an example, you know, the, C, the Central Valley Christian game. Um, everyone kind of came away from that game going, man, you guys are blowing them out 29-6 in the third quarter. What most people don't realize if you watch that game, CBC's got three – they've got three drop touchdown passes. And they're, they're per, great throws – Great routes. The guy was there, beat our linebacker, and he's sitting right in the middle and, and just drops the ball. Um, for, and, and it's like you catch those three, three those three touchdowns. It's now a 29-21 ball game. It's a very very different story. That fourth quarter goes very differently. Um, so you're just talking about man, like really really small little variances, and, and all of a sudden this question sounds very differently. It's yes. St. Louis is 3-0, and and holy crap, look at the schedule that they – look at the teams they've beaten. Um, so I, I, I'm not – I will just say for anybody in the Mountain League who's sitting there going, oh, St. Joe's is down, I, I hope they're not that stupid to think that. Um, the, you know, I think St. Joe's is going to be just fine. They're going to – they're cranking it back up, and, and I, I know Coach is, is a very good coach and certainly very capable, so – um, you know, uh, it, it's always rough to start 0-3. It's always rough to lose any game. So I, I imagine he's probably frustrated like everybody else in that program. But um, it'll probably be one of those things where they, they really get this thing going here in the second half. And I think looking at their schedule, they've uh, not a whole lot of teams I don't think can really compete with, with St. Joe's at this point. So I think they'll be just fine. Yeah, and the reason I inquired, because you do have that, those roots in Southern California. So you do know some of those teams and you've played or, or you've seen some of the footage of some of these teams on the, from the central section. So uh, I, I think I, I agree with you in everything you've said. This is a team that is just sharpening their, their swords in battle. And, and that first game, a couple of things go differently. They win. Uh, as you can see, they've sharpened, they've tightened things up, losing by two. In their last two contests, they play Saint Teresa's neck or Santa Teresa's next. Uh, uh, they're one and one, uh, so it, that's going to be a tough matchup for both squads. And I'm interested to see how that turns out. Um, I don't think this is a team that's going to uh, slow down anytime soon. 
No, and I would say, it, with, with no disrespect to uh, St. Teresa's, I, I would I would say St. Joe's probably heavily favored in that game. So I think people are going to see St. Joe's really kind of come out and, and, you know, do what they do, and everyone's going to go, oh, okay, all right, they're good, they're back. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. And, Coach, let's uh, move back to the Royals and put your coaching hat back on. Uh, we had the cancellation, no longer going out to Edwards Air Force Base to Desert High School. Um, where does where do we lie? Where do we stand? Where are we going? What are we doing this week on Friday night with the Mission Prep Royals? What are fans doing to support this team? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, Desert canceled on us last week. Um, well, let, let, let me rephrase that. Um, uh, there's, there's a referee situation. Refs seem to kind of be in the middle of all this. Uh, yeah. There's a referee shortage out there as, as there is out here. Their game got moved to Thursday. Um, we tried to move it to a Saturday type of situation because the idea of driving four hours to desert on a school night, um, our principal, our parents, um, it, it was just across the board. Myself, my AD, it was, it was automatically like Thursday is, an, is a, uh, an absolute non-starter. Um, had to play that game Friday or Saturday. They weren't able to move it. And so we got, we, we got both schools ended up in a situation where we just couldn't play the game. Um, and so uh, we formally canceled the game last week. And that was, I believe that was Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. Um, pretty much right on the spot. We started actively looking around for other games. Every school that I could look at or find or, or the schedules lined up or something, or if they had a message out on different message boards or, on, you know, wherever, um, uh, we were actively calling everybody trying to find a game that would work. And we kind of ran into the same situation. And this was all the way through the whole weekend. This was Saturday, Sunday, even up to about 10 o'clock uh, yesterday morning. <clears throat> and... Uh, the situation was almost always the same. Uh, if they were coming to us, it had to be on a Thursday or a Friday, but if they were coming to us, they had to be a certain distance away because every principal has the same philosophy on this. They just don't like the idea of varsity playing a seven o'clock game on Thursday night. It's just, you're asking a lot of the student athlete to also then come back at 1 a.m., unload the bus, and then go to sleep, not doing any homework. Yeah. And then go to school on Friday. And um, and so pretty much every Thursday situation got, got ruled out. Saturday is extremely tough because, you know, we've got youth football here and a lot of other schools do as well, or they've got facility rental agreements and, and, uh, you know, there, there's schools in, in larger school districts where they're all sharing stadiums and, and they're trying to find ways to make it happen or, um, you know, or in some cases, other teams were, were banged up and just not in a position where they could really, theoretically go, yeah, we can add another game. Uh, a, a, a mean, if, honestly, a meaningless non-league game as they're starting to kind of ramp up and get ready for league. And so, um, and then the and then the big issue for Friday, this was across the board. Nobody can find a, a referee crew that on short, short notice for Friday. Um, and so it was the same situation. I think there was about 15 different schools we talked to and had conversations with and just various various issues across the board just we couldn't find a way to make it work and so uh monday at 10 a.m i just 
kind of reached the point where I was like, you know what, it doesn't matter who we call, it's the same situation. Um, and it's, it's probably best for us to just take the week, let everybody regroup, kind of focus on academics a little bit. Um, and uh, we'll kind of get ready for, for Carpinteria and get ready for league and, and move forward in, in that way. JV is going to play a game. They're going to play a manual here um, on Thursday at 5 o'clock. Um, so the team will actively support JV this week. Uh, Varsity is going to have the week off. And uh, especially after yesterday, I think it was just kind of a nice little break. And, and to be honest, with the St. Francis game, we started, we started poorly. We didn't have a great focus. Kids were kind of honestly uh, a little arrogant, feeling themselves a little bit like, you know, we're coming yeah. off the CBC game and, and, you know, our stuff don't stink kind of a deal. Um, and uh, and St. Francis, you know, kind of punched us in the mouth a little bit, gave us a wake-up call. And the kids, I, I was just really frustrated with the, the level of focus there. Uh, lack of attention to detail and a lot of things, a lot of drop balls. Um, some some blown coverages and some bad pass protection stuff. So, you know, it's it just one of those situations we got into halftime. It was a, hey, let's reset, refocus. Let's get back to fundamentals here. Um, you know, kind of a little bit of a wake-up call for them in, in the locker room at halftime and, and uh, came out, did what we did. So I think coming out of that game and then going into this week going, okay, we can't be making this mistake again. We've got to have um, – much more detailed focus and preparation. And, and it, was a, it was a good wake-up call for everybody, I think. So yeah. um, it kind of allows us to, to focus on details, get the academics in order, get everybody, you know, lined up and ready to go for this this major push here that we're going to make in league. And, and let's see what happens. So I'm happy with it. You know, maybe not the outcome we all wanted, but it also means that, you know, we can pretty much guarantee by the time we get to next week, we will have everybody healthy. We will have everybody rocking and rolling. We're not going to play a game and, and somebody gets hurt, which is the worst case scenario. Um, so not the worst case situation, not the outcome we wanted, but uh, I'm still happy with where we're at. And coach, um, if somebody wanted to get into referee, who do they reach out to? Well, that's a great question. Um, I know, uh, oh man. Bobby Kennedy uh, heads up the whole thing. I know David Andrade, a senior, um, is a, is a good contact that we have. Um, the, uh, Los Padres, uh, man, I'm blanking on the name right now. That's a great question. And I don't really have a great contact or great answer for that. Um, uh, how about this? If you're interested in co uh, getting into refereeing, obviously it won't really benefit this season as much, but it will benefit the seasons down the road. Reach out to coach on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's Coach Schuster. Yep. Uh, and he will get you the right contact information when he looks it up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's not put him on the spot any further. Uh, so your next game will be the twenty, the twenty fourth, in Carpinteria against the Warriors. Mm -hmm. As you look to go four and zero for the first time in eleven man football. Coach, any last words? Well, okay. For the record. Uh, Mission prep in oh, what was it 2012 went nine and zero uh, no. and lost it lost to Bishop Diego on the last play of the game. Oh so no, we, coach! Not not the team. You. Oh, you. Well, I, never, I never think about me, man. I'm you know. No, I understand. I understand. I, uh, 
<laughs> okay, it's not about you. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. The Mission Prep Royals look to go 4 0 on the season. Gotcha. All right. Uh, let's do that. Uh, the 24th uh, of September in Carpinteria, right here on Prep Sports Network. Uh, you can find uh, Prep Sports Networks, prepsportsnetworks.com. Uh, I'm Brian Stanley. Thanks for joining me, Coach Schuster. Any final words? No, nope, we're all good. We're all good. Well, we'll see you next week, Coach. Have a great time.